final round. Welcome to Button Mash, the show where we mash all your video game content for the week for you to listen to at the press of a single button. My name is Roger, and with me, uh, for a change, I've got returning guest, Nathan. He was here when we did the PAX episode last year, and he's come back to do one of our bonus episodes while I'm away in America. He's going to talk to us about The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Rog. That's cool, man. That's cool. My pleasure. So what I've done for you is I've prepared a bunch of questions for you that I'm going to ask you. And um, What? You're going to ask me questions? That's crazy. So I've got six questions for you. And that should keep us busy for a little while. Sounds good to me. Okay. They're all themed around your childhood and um, your sex life. So Cool. So the same thing. Y- Oh no. Oh no. Alright, let's get started. First question. How old were you when you played your first Legend of Zelda game and which one was it? Okay, let's see. Well, I mean, obviously my game the gaming portion of my childhood didn't start until sort of much later. Um, essentially just based on obviously my upbringing my parents being quite strict they didn't really love us playing games and when they did they were the very simple games like the Super Mario World and that kind of stuff that probably didn't have any other influences they were scared of um, so to be honest the first time that I actually got my hands on a Legend of Zelda game was using a Nintendo 64 emulator so you remember back in the days of Project 64 where you'd download all of your ROMs and have them sit on your computer and you'd have Project 64 and you'd be like cool I'm going to play Pokemon Stadium I'm going to play a bit of this bit of that um, that was my first sort of foray into the 3D world of Legend of Zelda. And um, it was kind of like a torch that was passed down to me from some friends that I had at my first job um, who were obsessed with it um, and they wouldn't shut up about the Ocarina of Time. And I was like, I've heard great things. I want to I want to give it a proper crack. And that's where I started playing it. Um, so when that was happening, I would have been about 15 because of my first job. So Ocarina of Time when I was 15 years old was the first game that I played in the series. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. It's a lot of people's firsts, I think, because it came out around that time where obviously... A it's lot one of, of the biggest ones, isn't it? 100%, dude. It was mm-hmm. one of, it, I think it was the first game ever to get a 10 out of 10 on IGN as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Fun Legend of Zelda fact. The second one was Skyward Sword. There you go. Now, what part of the game did you love the most? Are we talking uh, Ocarina of Time? Ocarina of Time. Okay. Um... I think... Well, actually... Sorry, going back to that previous question before, I'd, like, not yep. played Legend of Zelda, but I'd experienced it in primary school as well, like, year two and three, where my my friend, uh, Javier, he had it, and he wouldn't shut up about this game, and I would watch him play it, and I was like, this looks interesting, but I never got around to it. And that was why when my friend at work, Andrew, was like, oh, you should try this game. I was like, oh, I've heard of that. I should try it. Was that. that still Ocarina of Time? Ocarina of Time, cool. yeah. So he was jumping... I remember watching him go from young Link to older Link and then he has like this horse and all that kind of stuff that's just like it's just so crazy it's one of those things where you're a kid you always go shit like I can't wait to grow up so I can do all the adult things like riding a horse and playing with a sword and taking down demon kings and saving princesses because that's what you do when you're an adult and I've learned that now that I am an adult because I do that all the time mm-hmm. um, but I think 
as a kid with that sort of childlike wonder and the naivety that you have towards growing up, um, going from Young Link, which is very, like, it's kind of relatable. I know it's like a, a different universe, but it's relatable up to a certain extent. And then going to be adult Link and going, shit, the world's like falling apart and it's my job to save it. That kind of, um, what's the word? Like that element to the game, that sort of time travel thing, um, was my favorite thing about uh, Ocarina of Time. All right, so now that's the element you like the most about that game in the franchise. Do you feel like it's still part of the franchise now? Specifically like a time travel? Is that what you're asking me? Was it, was it time traveling in Ocarina of Time? That, yeah. Yeah, okay. So in Ocarina of Time, obviously there's, you start when you're seven... Mm. I believe, sorry, I burped a little bit, but... Um, you start when you're about seven years old and then you go seven years into the future. I mean, somebody's probably going to know that that was incorrect and roast me in the comments, but um, yeah, you're about seven years old in the start and you go up to being 17, so it's like a big gap. Mm. Um, yeah. That was your favorite thing about the whole game? that you. In terms yeah. of like elements of the story, yes. It was the yep. first time that I'd ever experienced that kind of storytelling in a game before or even like in any sort of like visual media. Like I don't think I'd seen any sort of movie that had that kind of stuff. I mean, I think I saw Back to the Future and stuff, which sort of had the, you know, things in the um, in the future or in the past affect things in the future slash past. Um, yep. So I guess, yeah, I didn't really engage with it in any sort of visual media until I played Ocarina of Time. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. This is next level. Yeah. Sweet. Now, in the whole franchise, who's your favorite character and why? Ooh, that's interesting. Okay, so... It's Impa. Impa. Um, and people who have played the games, obviously, would have a decent idea why. In Ocarina of Time, she's introduced as, like, Zelda's, like, guardian. Um, and she's, like, part of, like, an ancient religion um, who have, like, all but been wiped out and... Yeah, just like a ninja kind of person. She's just kind of... She's cool. Uh, and then you're introduced shortly thereafter to Sheik, which is one of the new people of the Sheik. And Impa's been in basically every game that had, like, a story uh, from... What's it called? The uh, original Zelda, I think, uh, Link's Adventure she may have been in. Don't quote me on that. All the way up to uh, Breath of the Wild she's in. Um, and she plays a, a key part in those stories. Um, particularly for me, Impa's story was the most poignant um, in Skyward Sword. So I think when it comes down to like my favourite Legend of Zelda game, it probably is Skyward Sword, mostly based on the story, um, because I felt like that story had the most like actual emotional effect on me. That like that was the first time a game ever really. Uh, I I really connected to a game that much and probably didn't connect again until I played something like The Last of Us. Like, there was a big gap there before I was like, oh, okay, I love this. Um, so, yes, yeah, so my favourite character is Impa. And obviously based on the fact that throughout all the different timelines and all the different games and all the different types of stories that there are, Link and Zelda often change the kind of different roles. Like, you know, there are the instances where Link's like the champion or the, the he's that kid who was thrust into it, just has to do stuff, you know? Um, and then Impa's just always kind of the same. She's just always that same personality and she fits into the story in a similar way every single time and somehow they manage to not make her that boring. Whether she's 
you know, 90 years old and she's experienced everything from, oh, um, and she's experienced everything from like the previous generation or she's part of the main story and she's leading Zelda on a quest to like unlock her magical powers in Skyward Sword. There's always something really interesting about her. And I like, they're kind of like the, the Jedi and the Sith in Star Wars. You know, like it's that old religion that's kind of interesting that you don't really know enough about and you wish you knew more. Um, yeah, it's that kind of element that comes to Impa that I have always loved. So she's like the same character kind of in all the different games, but she's, there's something different about her? Yeah, well, as like any person who's played multiple games in the Legend of Zelda series knows, is there are a couple of sequels like, you know, um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, like they take place directly after one another. But for the most part, Legend of Zelda is an entirely like anthological series. Like every game... Mm takes place in the same universe and i say that in quotation marks because they tried to make a timeline and it kind of works but it also kind of doesn't make sense and most zelda fans are in agreement that it's cool but it's you know very slapped together mm-hmm. um but it's still nice to see that they're putting that kind of effort into showing that it's in the same universe yep. um but yeah even though it is in the same universe it's kind of one of those like I guess probably the way you explain it is really similar to something like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Like, you've got that person who's born, who's got all the power, like, you know, Link, um, who's always the chosen one, or in most cases, he's the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that obviously leads him on his quest to do all that kind of stuff. And yeah, he's usually got the same ragtag group of friends. Like, he's got, you know, Zelda, and Zelda's got Impa, who's her guard, or she protects her, or that kind of stuff. So, yeah, she's just kind of... She's really... I'm trying to think to if anything happened beforehand, but she was probably the first time as well that I witnessed like a strong female character in a game as well, like a, a leading character who was, yeah, like just really powerful. And it was also the fact that oh shit, she's a girl. When you're a kid, I think when we were kids, it was a lot more different. You know, guys were the epic ones and girls were the princesses that needed to be saved. And mm-hmm. the fact that Impa was there and she was just like, yeah, like she's epic she's there she's taking down bad guys she teaches you the song in Ocarina of Time that you use throughout like the entire game like Zelda's lullaby and that mm-hmm. um, so yeah there's heaps of heaps of uh, cool stuff with her and every story she's got her little niche like um, yeah she does a really good job at, at, at being interesting and not being one of those like strong female characters that's just there for the sake of having a strong female character mm. she has an actual influence on the story and on the characters cool yeah she's pretty lit so, would your favourite version of her be the one in Skyward Sword, then? Man, that's... It's tough. I I think that yes. Um, and I can't really go into a lot of details to why it is in Skyward Sword without spoiling the game. Um, because it's a game that, even though a lot of people found that it had very frustrating controls, I do genuinely believe that the story in that game is one of the best stories I've played in a video game ever. Um... And it's up there in like my top three or four video game stories. Because there are games that I've had more fun with and played, but in terms of actual, just if we were just talking story, it's up there in probably the top three to five. Okay. Um, and yeah, Impa in that game is just, she's awesome. Um, her whole role in it has got to do with leading Zelda on a quest to discover herself, because um, she's kind of a lot more epic than the gamer implies at the start. Um, and the fact that Impa's there and, and sort of pushing us through that and she's kind of that how do you explain it she's like that uh, she doesn't want to force Zelda to do this kind of stuff because Zelda doesn't want to do it she just wants to be her you know her own normal kid and Impa's like well cool 
you don't really have a choice. We need to save the world. You're the person who's going to save the world, so we're going to do this. Um, it's kind of a... She's a really complex character in that game. Awesome. Awesome. Now, tough question for you. Oh, I love tough questions. I want you to rank your top three Zelda games. Oh, my God. So... It's a tough one, mostly based on the fact... Like I was saying before, you know, I've had games where I've had more fun than I've had with something like Skyward Sword. But mm. I haven't had a lot of games that have beat out Skyward Sword's story for me. So when you're talking rank top three, are we talking rank top three stories? Or are we taking, ranking top three, like, levels of enjoyment? Top three favourite experiences. Like Whether that. you yeah. prefer the story side of it, that's how the... Yeah, it's part of the experience. Yep. Okay. Well... I think as just an, an experience, as much as I'd love to say that the old games, like, because I had them there first and they have, like, a special place in my heart, mm. like, no game ever in my entire life has grabbed me by the balls as hard as Breath of the Wild did. Like, I've told you many times, and I still maintain that, I'm pretty sure that Breath of the Wild had something to do with my last relationship falling apart. I put, like, what is it, 100? I've got now got about 170 to 180 hours in the game because I haven't played it in a while um, but yeah from the second that came out and I got the Switch it was very much that cool I get that whether I'm out with my friends or anything else it was always with me like the fact that I could obviously dock and undock the Switch um, meant that when I was home I was playing Zelda and when I left home I was still playing Zelda um, I went through a point as well I don't know if you remember Rog when um I literally was like trying to figure out how I could catch public transport to get from where we lived to where <laughs> I worked just so that I could play yes, it. Yes, I do remember like, that. I never managed to see that through, but it was still very much like, cool, I'm on break. Should I eat? Should I play Zelda? Like, as mm-hmm. an experience, I still felt that, like the story lacked a bit, but as a game and as an experience and as the just the fact of how open it is and how very much I still, I still feel like there's stuff that I haven't experienced in that game, even though I've basically completed it um there's a lot of areas that i haven't explored and even i got one of my friends into it recently and she started playing it and just trying to show the game to her to go hey like you should try this game it's it's pretty fun literally threw me right back into the world where i'd been like cool zelda's done i'm gonna move on to some other things i then came back to breath of the wild and was like okay yeah i missed this um so here i am i'm back and i ended up putting another i think 20 or so hours into it in a few days um, so that was pretty hectic. So I think as an experience, that definitely like grabbed me. Like I said, stronger than any other game ever has. Um, I've never been that into something. Uh, though I think Apex Legends might take the crown this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, no, nah, it won't. But yes, yeah, so as an experience, Breath of the Wild definitely comes first. Um, second to that comes Skyward Sword. And... I remember when they were developing it or when I got the game, I was very into like orchestral soundtracks and hearing that the majority of that game had been re-engineered to be recorded with like a 60-piece orchestra and stuff like that, particularly the opening and the end credits. I was obsessed with that soundtrack. Um, looking into where it came from as well, like um, obviously a lot of Zelda fans would know that the Symphony of the Goddess, um, if you flip it and you play it backwards, it's actually Zelda's lullaby. Um, and it's crazy how they were able to make like this entirely new sounding track and then somebody's just gone oh I might reverse this quickly and gone oh that's Zelda's lullaby and that became like this massive thing a lot of people thought it was lazy I thought it was genius 
Um, but there was a lot of that to it, and the music definitely like elevates that story above anything else that's come before it. Um, and I remember that uh, the creators and the directors were talking about how the future of Zelda was motion controls, and they brought out Twilight Princess on Nintendo Wii, and that was kind of not that good. Um, just kind of the gameplay side of things. So they didn't really have the motion down pat. It wasn't It wasn't good. Um, and then when they announced Skyward Sword, they had a massive, massive... Can we swear on the show? We can, can't we? Yeah. Yeah, so they had a massive fuck-up on stage at E3. You've already sworn. My bad. <laughs> it's, uh, you can. It's, <laughs> I like that you're asking after you've actually sworn. I didn't realise that I did. But yeah, so on stage, they had this massive fuck-up where they were trying to show how powerful, like... Wii Motion Plus was and how great it would be with Skyward Sword and it didn't work and then everybody was like oh my god this game's gonna flop and then it came out and it blew everyone away because of the level of, of how refined it was and I guess still going back to playing it there were some bits that were a little frustrating I was like fuck like why do you have to do it like this why couldn't you do that instead but yeah above all that story really really drew me in so that's very close second in my experience uh, of my experiences and then yeah third comes Ocarina of Time like it's the first one it's uh you never forget your first time um <laughs> it yeah it was just awesome everybody who's played Ocarina of Time knows knows why like it's just it's incredible and it was the first time that yeah I played a game and I was like okay I like games <laughs> um yeah so there's my top three it's Breath of the Wild it's uh Skyward Sword and then Ocarina of Time and I've played a bunch of games in between as well. I even went through... Around the time that we met, Roger, when we were both working together at Macca's, I went through a period where I wanted to own every Zelda game. So I was just buying them up one by one. So I'm... I think I'm missing two. I'm missing like Ocarina, uh, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. But every other Zelda game I own in some fashion. Um, whether it be like a remake that came out on Game Boy Advance for Link to the Past or that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Like in one way or another I own every single Zelda game that's ever come out minus the Oracles games um, and I've played most of them too the 3D ones definitely drew me in a little bit more than the top down ones but when uh, A Link Between Worlds came out on the 3DS that was brilliant as well it's just something new um, which was really really interesting so yeah mm. and if for someone who hasn't played Ocarina of Time why is it so good? Well, it obviously was the first, or one of the, 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 no, it was obviously the first 3D Zelda game. So it was one of those things where, while Zelda was already beloved by so many people who'd played, you know, Link to the Past and Original Legend of Zelda and Link's Adventure and all that kind of stuff, um, it's very much the Super Mario 64 of the Zelda series. Like, Super Mario 64 came in, and I think that that's still, like, I've played that recently. And that platforming still holds up ridiculously well. Like you can still play Super Mario sixty four on like the um, what are they called the Wii Virtual Console on the Wii U. You can get Super Mario sixty four and you can play it. And like I'm sure the Odyssey is like a little bit more refined and has a few more skills and stuff. But there was still when I was playing Super Mario Odyssey this year, there were still things where I was like, man, I wish they'd done this more like Super Mario sixty four. Um, and in terms of like Mario games, Super Mario sixty four is my favorite and coming back around to The Legend of Zelda, like I was saying, Ocarina of Time is that for... is is the Super Mario 64 of the Zelda series. Like, it's just that 
prime game that for most people no other game will ever beat for me I've had a couple of experiences that have just you know like I said Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild but there's still that special place in my heart for Ocarina of Time that will always be there and when it was remastered and re-released on the 3DS they did a much better job at remastering it for a, a modern generation than they did for Majora's Mask because Majora's Mask they made a lot of changes that old fashioned um, or like original game lovers didn't like that much even though it makes it a lot more accessible mm. one of the big draws of something like Majora's Mask was the fact that it was a genuinely difficult game like it's not easy even me right now playing it like it's it's not easy um, and yeah I think it's just the fact that it still holds up you can still play the original N64 game and there's some things like obviously the text goes really slow with like that just happened in old games but the refinements that they made particularly in the 3DS version are perfect like for all intents and purposes that's a perfect game because of its time Ocarina of Time was a perfect age uh, perfect game so in 98 I think that came out um, yeah Ocarina of Time was perfect that's why it got it obviously it's 10 out of 10 and why it had why it's so beloved still to this day but the fact that the 3DS version was just able to refine a couple of things like obviously the ability to make the text go faster and the fact that it is genuinely beautiful um, and the depth effect that they have in that as well which is actually really handy um, just improved upon the old game and it's kind of odd that something like that didn't get a 10 out of 10 again but it's one of those things where it's like yeah, it's a remake you know mm. it's not really a 10 out of 10 it's just a prettier version of the old game and while they did introduce things to make it more accessible they didn't quite butcher it as much as they did with Majora's Mask mm-hmm. um, so I think yeah it's one of those things where you've got a 3DS and you've got Ocarina enough time so it's like it's one of those games that everybody has to play mm-hmm. at least once um, and most people who've grown up in the era of like platforming and adventure games there's something there for everybody there's that level of discovery um, and going around to places where you wouldn't normally go and just finding little secrets um, there's obviously the fact that the story is brilliant for its time like in terms of storytelling from that period like I don't think there was anything even close aside from like what maybe the I haven't played the old Middle Gears, but I heard that they were incredible. Um, but there isn't a lot of stuff around then that is actually genuinely that brilliant, like outside of just the gameplay. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of a of everything or something for everyone, I think, in that game. And it's one of those like games of a generation um, that everybody should play at least once, whether it be the old N64 version to get it the way that we experienced it, or if it were like the 3DS version to at least have some sort of experience in that game. Mm. Okay. Now, you said Ocarina of Time was like the Super Mario 64 of the Zelda series. Mm-hmm. And you said you were playing Odyssey and you were like, man, I wish some of the things were like 64. Mm-hmm. Is there anything from Ocarina of Time? that you found in when playing Breath of the Wild and you were like, man, I wish I did it more like Ocarina of Time. Okay, so I think that Breath of the Wild or where it succeeds is that they've taken both positive and negative feedback from every single Zelda game that's come before it and they've tried to improve upon it and be fresh and be new. The reason that a game like A Link, to, a Link Between Worlds existed was to test the waters. We had this thing where... Um, the biggest complaint about Ocarina of Time is that it's a lot more linear than the older games. Like something like um, the original Legend of Zelda. 
basically had it built in that you could probably go to one of the last dungeons first you'd just get completely fucked up um and ocarina of time and even majora's mask was a bit more open but ocarina of time was a bit more linear so it's very much the cool you've done this now the story is demanding that you go there now the story is demanding that you go from there to there so while it does have that element of ex- exploration um it is still quite linear um, moving forward, games that had better stories, um, like Skyward Sword, were even less exploration-based. So my biggest complaint about Skyward Sword is that it had little to no exploration. It was very much, again, you go here, you go there, you go there, you go there, you're done. You experience a great story while you're doing it, but it's less open. Um, I think that Breath of the Wild and A Link Between Worlds did a really good job of opening up the Zelda world and letting you do whatever you want to do but particularly Breath of the Wild more than A Link Between Worlds suffered a lot in the story department because of that it's one of those things where if you want to tell somebody you can do anything you want at any point how can you tell a cohesive story because everybody's going to experience it differently Mm. when you're saying you go from here to here to here to here to here you've got a normal narrative structure but in something like Breath of the Wild where you experience a story through memories it kind of disappoints you a little bit like I I don't want to go as far to say that I was genuinely disappointed by the story but I found myself longing to be part of that story rather than feeling good that I'm experiencing it through memories it was very much that kind of how do you explain it um It's like when you're uh, watching like one of the Star Wars movies or something like the prequels and you're like, yeah, they're kind of like, okay. But like the KOTOR games were so much better because that was like so involved and that universe is so interesting and that's where I want to be, you know? Um, and you're obviously playing Breath of the Wild and while it's really, really interesting to see this decayed world that's torn apart and you've even got elements of the universe from like, um, like Lon Lon Ranch from Ocarina of Time, which is a staple of that game. It's where you get your horse. Like that is in Breath of the Wild. It's a, it's an empty ranch which has the exact same dimensions and if you walk around it you can actually picture where absolutely everything was and where you found your horse in the old game so there's a lot of interesting stuff there but it also leaves you longing for the original story that before the hundred years where Link woke up I want to be there in Hyrule's prime rather than in Hyrule's decayed state so I think that Ocarina of Time definitely did storytelling better than Breath of the Wild even though Breath of the Wild did basically everything else better and I mean, aside from that, uh, your weapons, the weapon system, like, I like the fact that you have, I think you can only get three different swords in Ocarina of Time, but every single one of them is brilliant in their own different way, but in Breath of the Wild, obviously, you have that, that weapon mechanic where they break, and some people love it, some people hate it, I'm very much in the middle, like, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I thought they could have expanded on that quite a bit more not necessarily in the way that Ocarina of Time did but I mean Ocarina of Time has this entire side quest about getting the Bigoran sword which isn't easy like you've got to go from one place to another to get materials you go back to this giant Goron he, he builds you this sword that's indestructible um, and it's like a two handed sword and you can use that it does double the damage of the master sword um, and Breath of the Wild kind of lacked that in a sense that yeah you get cool weapons but then they break and they're gone and you even get you know weapons that the previous champions have used like it's this really cool I've got a special spear that nobody else has held except me and this previous champion it's special and then it breaks 
So I think that the ability to forge a special weapon would have been like incredible in Breath of the Wild. Would have elevated that game or the ability to sort of like rebuild previous weapons or refine them a little bit. Because you, you do like get those uh, special weapons and then they break and then you can go back to the area and get like a replica of it built. But it's not the same thing. You know, it's like, shit, I worked hard. I beat this dungeon. I'm here and... I've done everything that I need to do to get the special weapon and mm-hmm. now it's gone. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a long-winded response. But you get what I mean, yeah? Like, just that, mm-hmm. the fact that in Ocarina of Time you have everything and it's set and it's cool and you're like, yeah, sick, I've got this epic sword. And you don't worry about it breaking. You just got the sword so you fuck people up. But um, in Breath of the Wild, you don't have that as much. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that in the next one they have some kind of, like, Armory or blacksmith or something like that that you can go. Oh, my weapon's breaking. You have like a can you fix it? Can you reinforce it? Yeah, that kind of that or repair it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That really would have elevated that to a next level. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my answer. Just story and weapons. Perfectly ties into the last question, mm-hmm. which is, what do you want to see in the next Legend of Zelda game? Man, tell us about your dream Legend of Zelda game. Have I ever told you about my Legend of Zelda fanfiction? Yes, I read some of it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love it. That was some good shit. Um, I think that what I'd really love to see come back is the importance of music uh, as like part of the game, as like a, a gameplay feature. Um, games like Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and Skyward Sword relied heavily on music um, and musical instruments or like magical musical instruments um, up to a certain extent um, to tell the story um, and because of that it led to these like incredible compositions by Koji Kondo um, that have been expanded into like obviously the 60 piece orchestra that now tours the world as the symphony of the goddesses and any Zelda fan can go and watch you know excuse me they can go and watch um, like gameplay from those games or like cinematic cutscenes with an orchestra playing over what used to be done in 8 or 16 bit music you know so I would really love to see music come back as an actual gameplay feature because I think that although I loved what they were going for with Breath of the Wild with its music like there's not much in there that really blows you away whereas for example when I finished Skyward Sword I was already brought to tears by the ending and then that swell of the orchestra starts and the credits roll and I literally just sat there in my chair put my controller down and just sat there and watched all of the credits and just listened to the music with like tears in my eyes and I was just like man this is incredible and while Breath of the Wild like I said has it's it's going for its own thing it's going for that that empty space that natural like soundscape um, it does that really really well I still prefer what like Skyward Sword and Ocarina of Time and even Wind Waker did with their music. Um, it was massive and obviously Koji Kondo is one of the greatest composers of all time um, with video game music. Um, so yeah, it would be great to see something like that come back and yeah, maybe like a, a better story. Um, but that's the thing is I don't think that Breath of the Wild had a bad story. I just think that it could have been told better. Yeah. Okay. Are there any features that haven't been in any or like not enough of the Zelda games that you like to see in a new one or 
See, I like that every time a new Zelda game comes out, it's got its, like, gimmick. Probably not the right word, but it's got, like, something different. There's something to it. You know, when Ocarina of Time came out, they were like, cool, you've got this time travel mechanic. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Majora's Mask came out, and it was a similar time travel mechanic, but you also had that three days to do everything. So you would do one dungeon every three days and then go back to the start, and then all of that culminates in the ending of the game, which is fantastic. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, you've got other games, obviously, Link Between Worlds and um, A Link to the Past that have their own, you know, their gimmick, that thing that makes it different, that makes it stand out. Um, and Breath of the Wild, the thing that makes it stand out is just kind of the fact that it's open and you can do whatever you want. Like, there's nothing really else to it. It's just a really well-made open-world game. Um, so I think I'd like to see more games with, like, that one thing that draws you to it. Like, A Link Between Worlds, it was... Um, I don't know if you've played that one, Rog, but Link could go... It was a top-down game, mm-hmm. and you could go up to a wall, mm-hmm. and you could go into the like wall. A, and become would, a painting. Kind yeah, of. and the yep. game would go from top-down to 3D, yep. and you'd be able to like go around and do extra puzzles. And it was like, it's just a, a thing where you're like, oh, that's kind of like gimmicky and dumb. But then you use it, and you're like, fuck me. like That is so cool. Um, and they do such a good job at making the puzzles interesting with that kind of... Um, that new gameplay element. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess for Breath of the Wild it's probably the climbing or something like that but it just essentially comes down to the openness but I'd like to see us go back to a world where the music is like one of the biggest draws into the Zelda game and how there's something that differentiates it from everything else because aside from being Link in the Legend of Zelda series um, and having subpar voice acting um, (laughs) there's not much different with Breath of the Wild compared to something like you know Skyrim or Horizon or any of those other open world games it's just Nintendo's version of that um, but there's no distinct this is Zelda kind of feel yeah. okay like Twilight Princess obviously had the wolf feature where you turn into a wolf uh, which is next level I think we went through this uh, little stage where everybody wanted to be a wolf Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff he, oh, didn't, that's right. he didn't do it Fuck. as well Sonic Hedgehog Unleashed turning into a werewolf crazy that huh mm. uh, yeah so that's that's what I'd be wanting more of. Um, when they were designing Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild, um, they were trying to decide what sort of time period to put it in. And they were... I don't know if you've seen the, the concept art for it, but they um, thought about a bunch of different ways. They thought about like a Nordic version of it. Um, there's a version where it's very futuristic and it's Link versus Aliens, um, which is really interesting. Like There's concept art for it, which you can look up. Um, and that's really interesting. Um, and I, I think that's one of those things where I think in my head... I'd like to see that and then it would come out and I'd be like no I don't like this go mm. back to how it was <laughs> yeah. um, so I think with the series being as beloved as it is mm-hmm. it's very hard to experiment um, and they've done a really good job of that up until now and I hope that they just continue to innovate and make the games feel fresh and new so you can just keep coming back because um, that's one of the big draws of Zelda is most of them are really they have insane replayability and even though like it's not one of those things where you replay it and you play it differently like something like Shadow of Mordor or something like that you know it's just like I always feel every now and then I do like at least two plays through of like Ocarina of Time like every year I've had times where I've gone to visit my little brother at his house and I've just been like you want to race? see who can who can get further in like the time while we're here um, and try to finish the game um, and yeah one of my other friends as well like we've done that kind of stuff too he beat me and he never shuts up about that but he can't beat me in Smash Bros so he can suck a dick um, <laughs> but yeah they offer like infinite replayability because they're just they're, it's a very very special 
a very special series that's why I love it awesome that's beautiful thank you you're beautiful I love how much you love that series yeah so do I it's beautiful I want more awesome man well thank you very much for that um, that's all the questions I had today and I think you've done very well I think um, a lot of people will enjoy listening to that I'm one rambly boy you are and <laughs> that's why we love you um, was there anything else you want to add before we go um not a hell of a lot, man. Like I said, if somebody hasn't played at least one of the games in that series, like I'd recommend it. If you can get your hands on a 3DS and at least Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. it's a lot more accessible, so people who haven't played that kind of game will at least have some sort of idea of what they're doing. Yep. Um, yeah, and I mean, Breath of the Wild, like I said, my friend that I introduced it to this year, like she's never played any Zelda game ever, and it's one of her favorite games she's ever played just because she can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. She hunts things, she cooks things. Like, It's just... Yeah, I've heard of so many people who've played Breath of the Wild and haven't even finished the story yet. They just go around and they cook and they hunt and they... <laughs> um, you can get a house in the game and like work on the house. I just... When I went back to the game this time around, I finished a massive side quest which resulted in me building an entire town. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, like you take more things and you go and you bring people and now it's like a thriving city and I'm just like, what the heck happened here? This used to be like a empty little like plane with a bridge going to it and then some dude showed up and built and I helped him build um, so that's yeah I think that game has something for everyone mm-hmm. okay yeah okay okay I like it uh, but yeah I think we're going to wrap it up here cool um, thanks Nathan for nice. joining me today thanks again a little for having me on bonus episode while I'm away um, but yeah we're going to wrap it up here but if you want to listen to more of Button Mash you can find all our episodes on our website or on iTunes Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts our website is www.buttonmashpod.com you can email us some feedback if you like that's at buttonmashpod at gmail.com we're also on Facebook at Button Mash Podcast if you just look that up you'll find us there um, you can follow me on Instagram and just put up photos of uh, what I'm playing mostly and shit that we're doing on the show. Um, I'm just hangs with Rog one word on Instagram. That's H A N G S W I T H R O G. My co-host who isn't here for this episode, Chris, who you can follow him on Instagram as well. That's Christofini Gaming. Christofini Dot Gaming. That's C H R I S T. O P H I N I E dot gaming. Fuck. I had a lot of trouble spelling that just then. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to fuck that up, but <laughs> I think I did okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Final round.